0: Welcome to episode 2 of Rabble, Rabble, Rabble. This is UK Graham, bringing it to your front door like an Amazon Prime package. I'm here to let you know that we will be using the B word, the D word, the F word, the C word, the L, M, N, O, P word. Basically, if you are offended by words, you should stop listening and go back to your sad and sexless marriage. Now let's welcome your hosts, some of the best people I've ever known. Lindsay Hobbs and Dennis McMahon.
1: Hello everybody.
2: Red or die. <laughs> Rabblers, let's get rambling.
1: <laughs> is that, is that the, I guess that sets the tone for the show today.
2: I'm coming in hot. Cause I've got nothing better to do. I've been stuck in my house, just <laughs> ripping, ripping steroids. Oh, how has your quarantine been going? It has actually been fantastic. It is not much different than uh, a normal time. I'm very isolation nature. The only difference is like not going out to concerts or clubs or or out to eat all the time. But that's actually a good thing. I've saved a fuckload of money. <laughs> like not been eating out so it's been like awesome on you know i don't i can't say that i've lost weight but you know just as far as like not eating out all the time and and not spending a ton of money going to the comedy shows and music and stuff it's been fantastic and it's like it feels very vintage of like just watch tv and go outside for a walk and like the choices are so limited right right in what you can do
1: compared to what we've had. Right. I mean, compared to what we had. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess the television experience is different than maybe what people had in the past, but it does feel a little bit like we're back in a past a little bit.
2: Even just my own past. I'm not even talking, you know, middle century or, or right. caveman days. I'm talking 20 years ago when I was in my twenties <laughs> and I would just sit around watching cable all the time. <laughs> right. Right. And I'll be honest when I first started it was all okay. Use your time wisely, watch documentaries, watch history <sighs> programs, learn something. And it that, that was about 12 hours before I del- just devolved into the, you know, Canadian car restoration show on Netflix for 4 hours. Right. It's like not it, the junk came quick and I just basically have delved into that without blinking.
1: I so uh, you know everybody was talking about that Tiger King you know and did, and I am did not Did you watch it God, you know, I did, and I fucking hate myself for it. I'm not usually, I'm not usually a person that like. I saw the preview for that, and I was like, no, not for me. Yeah. I don't want to see like animals getting abused and rednecks, like not my thing. But then, then yeah. everyone was talking about it, and uh, you know, admittingly so. Like there is some interesting parts in, in it. I'm not going to deny that. Like there's all the you know the murder plot, and that kind of sucks you in. Uh, I with, think it's
2: a very well made yes yes television show. Right? Like they 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 bring up. The- things at the right time they get you on right. on uh cliffhangers they use uh you know very uh uh, uh editing to get you interested right. in the next thing
1: No I think it's really well done and I don't even think that it's um bad that it's out there cuz I think it like brings to light some stuff that people should be be aware of but yeah. what I don't like about it is like the Everybody kind of just being like, Oh, this guy's hilarious and amazing. I'm like, he's a fucking horrible person. Horrible and he's person. A terrib- and, and it's then like then party every- B
2: has a has a campaign to like free Joe Why? Exotic. Yeah, like dude, he didn't do it. Like <laughs> he
1: didn't, like he didn't do all that horrible shit to the for the animals alone. That dude should be in jail. Let alone like he he like straight up tried to, you know, murder another person. I mean
2: murder for hire. He tried to hire a hitman to murder ki- that fucking bitch, Carol Basker. <laughs> Gra-
1: and granted, he was sort of like pushing <laughs> Pushed into it by the people around him, but however, if if I came to you and I was like, "Hey, Dennis, like you know, I want to kill somebody, could you do this for me? Would you you know? Are you going to bite? are you? You should be like, no, no, I do.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll do it right now. (laughs) Who? (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Like, I don't know, man. And was the more upsetting part to me, like, er, you know, er, out of everything that I saw about it was just the ending when it's just like all the other horrible people are free living their lives as millionaires and they're like fine. And these people are like still torturing animals, still like horrific people that there's the other two dudes that were like a part of the murder plot that just got off scot-free because they like St- ratted on the dude. Not-
2: still own the zoo still are trying yeah. to build like the bigger zoo yeah the dude's still probably- breeding animals still uh trying to get like the uh you know uh where he take the the animals to the hotel and get pictures with them or have them and visit the animals like right nothing's changed from that perspective just exploitation on top of exploitation
1: right and then the the fucking one horrible dude who you know has done way more horrible things than we even get to see and just, like, at the end when he's, like, his wife is pregnant, which is great. There's a fucking child coming to that. And then she's, like, admitting on on the show, like, yeah, pfft, a nanny's going to be raising this baby. And then he's, like, and then her fat ass is getting back to the gym suit. So I'm just, like, I can't take it, man. I can only okay. absorb so much human awfulness before I just – I was up, like – until like two in the morning thinking about like <laughs> at the end, there's like the story Joe tells about the the chimpanzees who like finally hug after 10 years of captivation in his tiny ass cages. I was up till two in the morning thinking about sad fucking chimpanzees and just like so yeah. upset, man. I was so upset.
2: Yeah. It was horrible. And I actually, the big, the biggest takeaway f- from the series Tiger King for me was the doc antler, the gentleman that changed his name to Bogdavan, which he, indicated in the documentary that meant Lord. He was the one that ran the rival zoo in Ohio. And he was like, Oh, I do yoga. I'm a Bhagavan. uh, And I have all these women to me. The biggest takeaway from that is to show you how, like no matter what the setting is, no matter what the setup is like, it's cult mentality. Right. Like he set up this cult. Right. And, and it's all about like putting something that someone wants So he put it out there that like these women that as children, they grow up thinking, man, I want to be a veterinarian. I want to work with animals. I just want to do something that involves animals. So he puts it out there like, yeah, I'm going to give you that opportunity, but you have to come here. Then he beats them down, like not figurative or not literally, but figuratively like, oh, you've got to do all the grunt work. You've got to work your way up to petting the tigers or working with the animals. And then it slowly feeds you little niblets, little, like, candy here and there. Next thing you know, you're in a, uh, you know, sex tuplet with six other women that are technically married to him. <laughs> right, right, And, like, it's, you're in a bikini doing a photo shoot to, like, raise money for his mansion. No, and it's fucking disturbing, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, I think it happens quick. And you can tell, like, you could show, like, how people will get involved. Right. Or can get caught up in something like that well, really easily.
1: And it's crazy, like, the amount of drugs that are involved in these situations, you know. Like, I, I've done my well, let fair me, share. Let, of- me, let
2: me ask you a question there, Lindsay. <laughs> How gay are you?
1: Yeah, no. That's that's the weirdest part. One of the weirdest parts about this to me. I was just <laughs> like, you know, I've done my fair share of, like, recreational drugs. And and I'm not, I don't think I'm the kind of person that could fairly, like, tell anybody uh, what it's like to have that need or, or want, or maybe that kind of addicted to something. You know, I don't think I have that. Yeah. I don't have that addictive personality in me, but I've seen other people with that. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, that is a crazy, that is a crazy thing to do is fuck, <laughs> fuck Joe exotic for some meth. Like that is a crazy fucking thing to do, man.
2: Well, that's why that's to me why it's also like the greatest thing ever is where the guy's like, Oh, I, I'm not gay. And you're like, <laughs> You were married to like the gayest dude on earth. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you're not gay? Well,
1: and then like Joe knows like that these dudes aren't gay and he's like, cool with it. And that's like fucked up to me. I like, let me ask you a
0: question. How gay are you?
2: Well, when you're watching porno, are you, do you want a little dick in there or a (laughs) big dick? Then maybe you're not so straight. (laughs) And that worked on that guy. That guy went, hi, this guy's making good points. (laughs) He has, he has like, sound logic here. He's right. I do want a big old dick and a porno. You, know, so I must you be queer, know what?
1: Queer for meth. It can't be that I like imagine it as my big old dick, but no, I must be, I must be queer for
2: meth. <laughs> I'm just queer as a $3 bill. I just didn't know it. I needed this, this weirdo in Oklahoma with a bad mullet and and like a dye job. That's like, like a uh, training tigers and selling them on the black market to really sh- like teach me about sexuality.
1: Yeah, I could not believe that I watched the whole goddamn thing because by the end of it, like I was like pretty sick to my stomach with everything that was <laughs> happening. And of course, yeah. it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to binge the shit out of it, right? I'm going to get this shit over with. And I just by like the last three episodes, I'm like, God, I don't want to watch it, but I've already done this much. Like,
2: it's an investment, you know? You've <laughs> yeah. already like put your time and energy. You need to know where it goes.
1: Yeah, man, it was.
2: It was well, bad. And you know he. He, I, I had known about Joe Exotic prior to this. I had heard, you know, tales, but I thought he was the, the guy in Ohio, that had all the animals in the cages and then let them loose. But it was a different guy, right? But when I was watching music video, I was like, damn, this is actually pretty good. You know, like the, the, uh, the, like the music and the singing. I was like, oh no, well, shit, voice- maybe he's got something here, right? <laughs> You you realize he that's not him singing. No, really? He he Millie Vanilli did. And he conned this band. He made them record these songs. They thought he, they were going he was going to use them in promotion to like get their name out there, uh-huh. but he just put his name on it and what? recorded the video with him lip-syncing it.
1: That's bizarre. So he,
2: yeah. So all of us like watching the documentary are like, "Oh, this guy could actually fucking sing. Maybe there is something <laughs> to it, you know?" No, He's just as big of a piece of shit as every other part. He just u- used these people and like threw them to the side. And yet here we are like, holy shit, he can sing.
1: That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Cause yeah, I, I thought I was like in my head too. I'm like, that voice is not coming from him. How is that happening? And then you hear him kind of seeing at the funeral and you're like, oh, it's not, maybe he's like not as good as live. Cause his voice at the funeral was not good. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't that voice.
2: No, not at all. It wasn't like that Randy was like, Travis. Yeah, line. that
1: that was like a like a like a country singer like "Gold
2: thing in my hair." That's a, That's why genuinely when they played it I'm like, "Oh shit, this is pretty good." <laughs> like, "All right, Joe Exotic? I'm I'm on board now."
1: You know, Kate uh Katie, you know Katie, she she made yeah. the reference of it, it uh it reminded her of like our Randy Travis song.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Like there's a market out there for it. There is, I guess.
1: I guess maybe we should have like not done Monkey Knife and just done Randy Tra- uh, Randy and Travis.
2: Like very authentic, Did- you know, from the heart country music <laughs> with our lyrics.
1: Did we ever have a name for, for their band? We just called them Randy and Travis, huh?
2: I-, I thought it was like like a Brooks and Dunn situation, you know, Randy <laughs> and Travis. Like it didn't need uh, an official band no, name. No, not you know? Randy Travis, Randy and Travis. Randy <laughs> ampersand Travis. And that's how you say it. You know, you, you pronounce uh, it ampersand. Yeah. They're very proper.
1: You know, I, to get off the subject of Joe Exotic, back to, co- <laughs> yeah. back to quarantine stuff. I, I, do you ever get that like weird when, when something with something kind of like disastrous happens, it's almost like a weird and exciting at first. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Like, a, you know, like even the earthquake, like I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And then by like the seventh aftershock, I was like, I don't want this anymore.
2: The novelty of it all is definitely enticing. You know, may you live in interesting times. Right. So we've never had a, a pandemic like this. We've never had the situation where we're stuck in our homes. We're glued to the television or the, uh, internet and just constantly looking for updates. And then, yeah, like you said, out of nowhere, I'm sitting in my home office where I have to pretend to still work and the house starts shaking, like <laughs> rumbling. And I'm from California, so I know exactly what that is. But like, you don't expect that in Utah. No, that's what Brandon There's was, like, him. There's like weird, every now and again, they're like, there can be a, an earthquake in Utah. Maybe in a million years, there might be a giant earthquake. But that's not been a thing. I've never heard of an earthquake here. I've never like... They don't talk about it like, oh, it's impending or there's right. like actual activity on the fault line. So when it happened, yeah, it was like, whoa, what the hell was that? You well, know? And <laughs> then
1: there's the the supposedly the big one that's like due, like in, it's been like the 300 years or whatever. And yeah. na- and now we're waiting for that 7.0. Brandon's been reading all about that and scaring the shit out of me every time he talks about it. I'm like, I don't want to talk about this anymore.
2: <laughs> but But like it's. 7.0. So a lot of people were worried when they kept saying the big one, the big one, the big one. And then it shows what kind of you know, living in as far as like quotation mark, fake news, quotation mark. My brother was sending me, Hey, I just heard from Tyson, whose grandma's cousin works at Hill Air Force Base. And they are actively telling all the military there to prepare for a massive earthquake. Of course, It's coming, you know, and it's like, what? Like I always get a spidey sense when I hear something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Huh? Like, no, no. Well, the, but like I can understand why in a chaotic time, like anything is possible. Who right. would have ever thought that a, a novel Corona like virus would shut down everything. Right. Like that doesn't like on paper that never made sense. So the fact that, yeah, like maybe they, they do know, and they're not going to tell you, Like, but a seven is not, Cataclysmic, you know, it's not like in California where they are talk about like a 10, right? You know, that really could like just no matter what bracing you have, no matter what um of like uh like earthquake uh reinforcement or anything, it doesn't matter. 10 destroys everything, right? And one benefit is we do live in an earthquake zone. So I've been doing a lot of work on my house, and and while I've been doing that, like all the contractors have been bringing things up to code in my house. Well, that's good then. It's crazy. Like just the like weird timing of it. Like I had a water heater replaced. Well, when they did that, they put straps in and I'm like, might be a little overkill cause we're in Utah, but it's like, well, it's code. We have to didn't, didn't move an inch. Awesome. Like and my house is 120 years old right. and like, I cracked a little plaster like Wait, we had like, it.
1: we had a book fall down. That was about as much, yeah. but we're up in the avenues too. So
2: I had a bottle of wine that fell off the top of my refrigerator. Cause it was, you know, it wasn't really like secured right. or anything. Yeah, the book, just on the-, the book
1: that we had was like sitting upward. Like it was like, ba- <laughs> it was like balancing as it was.
2: <laughs> if I would have done jumping jacks, right. that bottle of wine would have broke. So right. it, it's not really like that crazy,
1: but I'll tell you, man, the, the, novelty of the excitement of something weird happening just like the the craziness of it all is it's starting to wear off for me a little bit yeah and I, like i have like very bad anxiety now like when i go to the yeah. stores or anything um i'm fine at home and i work from home mm-hmm. i have that privilege uh they like the good lord
0: that yeah. i have that
1: privilege because i couldn't imagine being one of these poor bastards that loses their job or is afraid to go, like has to go into work and be exposed to this shit. Cause like, seriously, like the, I used to like going grocery shopping and looking at everything and stuff. And now I'm just like, get the fuck in, get the fuck out. And Oh my God, I there's too many people down that aisle. And I'm, and I'm a pretty like rational person. So I don't like let it get to me. But the fact that I can like feel that there's any anxiety at all is different for me. And it's getting like irritating. I'm just like, God, I hate this shit, man. I just want, I'm kind of like over the novelty
2: of all this. No, no, yeah, the same thing. I That's what we would do every couple of days. I wouldn't like stock up my house. I liked the idea of like, oh, every couple of days I'll go to the store, sure. walk around, see what like captures my fancy. Right. And for the first little bit, we would go to the store, you know, okay, let's limit it. Let's just go once or twice. And like you're saying, it's like, do these motherfuckers not know we're like supposed to keep six foot from each other right. and like face mask and like, like not come in contact, like they're just like right up on you. And I'll, and the same thing, I'm getting super anxious yeah. and I'm like, I want to get out of here. Like I'm agoraphobic now. I'm like, no, at home I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no problem. So, and even like we were, when, we, when it first happened, we were going to Liberty Park and walking around. And then last weekend when it was really nice out, we couldn't even go anymore because people are acting like it's not Dude, do you see how many people like, are at Liberty Park these days?
1: People are fucking barbecuing there, man. It's driving me what? mad. Cause I like, I want this shit to get better. And I just want us to yeah. all do the right thing and let's like there eight deaths. Like that I I don't know why people aren't like eight people have died of this virus and people are out there like I'm not gonna affect me. And I was like, eight people
2: have died in our, in our state. They're flippantly even so. Eight is astronomical. If you knew eight people that died, right, it would be insane. And yet they're flippantly like 200,000. The yes. president this week said that if two hundred thousand people died, we we you, we would consider that a good job. And, and it's like, and, yeah, we we be kidding me.
1: we're getting out of this easy if only two hundred thousand people died. And, and that's holy. And shit. then and then the whole story of I guess this is kind of turning into our news too. Maybe we should. Maybe we should play <laughs> our new song. <laughs> well, the then the whole story of the the people, all uh, the missionaries and stuff coming home, and that picture yeah. of all those at the airport, and then there's still people going to church. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of. Oh yeah, there's still churches congregating, and it's just like you have not a, just that they're death-ish. treating it like a
2: a red and blue situation. Right. The churches think that it's a lip conspiracy to, right. to to get the president. So they're doing it in an act of defiance that they are going to church.
1: That's crazy. And
2: you know, the biggest spread in South Korea was a religious organization.
1: That's crazy. They
2: were congregating while it was going down in the quarantine. And that's how it spread even more. It was from a church.
1: Right. We'll wait two weeks when we see what happens with all those missionaries that came home and all those
2: thousands, like, thousands of people. I did anybody realize we, we, we just brought back 16,000 people from parts of unknown all over the world? Right. And how this thing spreads is from bringing different organisms and biomes yes. and yes. germs from different areas into your environment. Like, yes. That is how all of this spreads and we just brought back 16,000 and these morons are sitting at the airport like, you know, like shoulder to, sho- shoulder to fucking
1: shoulder to fucking shoulder
2: shoulder to shoulder yes. with signs welcome back elder now i understand if it was my son i would have him on a plane yes. no doubt and bringing him back but
1: i would be but in the car I would be locking like they him told in me room. to yeah. <laughs> and i would also like i would I, you don't need to like be at the gate man be like i will pick you up uh come straight out try not to touch anything yeah. Uh, wear a mask, wear gloves, be as safe yep. as you can, wash your hands constantly. And like, you know, like I would try to be as responsible as possible. Cause yes, I do understand. I want my child home. I don't blame yeah. them for that. Yeah. But I do no, just I, like on, the on fucking of ignorance that, of it. The fucking I would, ignorance. I would
2: actually, I would actually be taking them to a ward house and like quarantine, you know, yeah. like you have to be away. That right. is how South Korea was able to mitigate the, the spread. They actually had people on mandatory lockdowns. It's not like the way we're doing lockdown. Like, right. hey, look, stay in your house, you know, be cool. Go to the grocery store if you need to. And they keep changing what like essential business is. Like, right. I understand we're trying to like keep the economy going, but right. like uh, Michael's is not an essential no. business, even no. though my <laughs> wife begs to differ because she's scrapbooking <laughs> your fucking wedding. Orders.
1: Well, anybody, so, like, anybody who's like depending on that to get, sanity through their quarantine that is essential <laughs> no i uh, uh it's it's rough man it's crazy and it, and it feels like yeah I, got, I heard the other day and i haven't like looked at this stuff so there's myself or read anything about it so there's not a lot of you know i don't there's nothing to back it up but i heard that china hard facts yes i heard that china's like getting a second wave already and it just feels like well what the fuck are we gonna do like because china's yeah. our example right like If they can get rid of it and they did everything they needed to do, then maybe there's some hope. But it's just like, well, yeah, but like, how do you really, aside from locking everybody in the fucking houses for two months and saying, you can't come out.
2: It's (laughs) not even that. So you really have to listen between the lines. So right now, the leading expert from America, you can't listen to China because they're going to be propagandists that they're trying to like mitigate the, the, uh, uh, misinformation, the bad news, the like uh, bad perception that they caused this, or any anything that would have to do with like China being in the bad light under this, or that their leadership is in control. But Doctor Fa- Fauci from the United States CDC, if you listen to what he's actually saying, he's saying unless we have a vaccine or a cure, there's no safety to it. Right, and the soonest we could even hope for a vaccine is 12 to 18 months. That's so crazy. we are actually supposed to lock down. If we, need, if we wanted to really do this the 100% correct way, we should be on lockdown for 12 months until there's a vaccine, That's period. crazy, man. That's crazy. Because even th- what we're doing now, we're not mitigating or trying to wipe out the virus. We're trying to flatten the curve, right, which right. is code for it that we spread out the infection so it's not not to overwhelm the healthcare system right like and that's i'm with you when you first heard it it's like okay like if stay home it'll go away right that's not what they're saying and they can't really like they're saying just don't get it
1: too much at a time because we can't you know we can't save everybody
2: at the same time they're they're trying not to freak everybody out right that's why like this week, the CDC came out and said, actually you should be covering your face when you're out in public. Yeah, I, I saw that. I I know we told you you shouldn't before, but we were only telling you that because we knew you would do, like go out and hoard all the masks yeah. and they, ne- they need to be used in the healthcare system.
1: Yeah, does nobody so own a bandana at home? Come on now.
2: They don't work if you're in close proximity, but it doesn't hurt either. Yeah, So that's why there was all this propaganda, all this like misinformation, Like trying to make you feel better about the situation by saying, oh, you can, you know, don't don't use a mask. You don't need it. It only sick. It doesn't really protect you if you're not. And it was all bullshit. Like they're just trying not to freak out 350 million people because they know what happens. The second we said something like there might be a slowdown, everyone ran out and hoarded toilet paper and hand sanitizer.
1: Right. Fucking crazy uh, people, man.
2: Now, see, I was, I was like, "Why is everybody hoarding toilet paper? Who cares, right?" Guess who's down to one roll of toilet paper and still can't get any?
1: <laughs> Dude, I that's I, why I, I bless my bidet, bless my de- bidet, so, it's the well, best we,
2: purchase I've ever made. <laughs> we, we ordered a bidet, but guess what? And so did everybody else. So it's <laughs> yeah. still on back order. Oh my god! And it's like, you oh know, shit! Like, do you have you know? do you have a shower nozzle you could pull down? Or is- hey. Sh- there's a hose in the backyard that will be utilized at all, all times. Like I'm going full quarantine. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm at my homestead. You know, are, like my neighbor, my neighbors be damned. You know,
1: are you one of the guys that's like, trying not to shave the beard or cut the hair. So you see what I went, see I, what you look like. I went the end?
2: opposite. I went the opposite. I shaved my, my mustache and beard completely off. Cause I haven't done that since I was like 21 years old. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to shave it all up because even if I look like, like stupid, nobody will see me anyway. Right, and it didn't look too bad. It, it looked pretty stupid because a man should have a beard. Am I right, ladies? I feel like and a man so, should
1: always have a beard.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Even if it's just uh, stubbly facial. Yeah, hair. Yeah, at
1: least some scruff.
2: Yeah, so I'm letting it grow back, but like I was supposed to get a haircut like right before all this happened. Oh no, and I didn't. So it's getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's getting like Howard Hughes level of like <laughs> I'll start to like like piss in jars and like use uh, <laughs> tissue boxes on my feet and stuff. It's, Things are things are getting a little wild. <laughs> by by the
1: end of this, you're gonna have like back to that long hair that you had so long uh, ago. <laughs> uh, it, you
2: know, and, and like I, it's like it's like in the way, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm, as I can, I'm. Luckily, I haven't resorted to the. I think I pr- I could probably give myself a haircut. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I think there's so, gonna be a lot of horror stories of like people being like, yeah, I just cut my hair a little bit. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a reason you go to a professional for that.
1: So we are remote, and I don't know if we've made mention of that. So if there is a little bad connectivity, I hope you all listening, you one or two people listening can forgive us.
2: I'll tell you something. So I'm a podcast aficionado. I've been listening since day early, early on, like 2008, 2009. Like Joe Rogan, I downloaded episode one when it first came out. And I loved the... Primitiveness of it. I love like two guys sitting on a couch just shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah. It has since evolved because now it's a money maker. Now it gets more listens, more views, more attention. Like a Joe Rogan episode will get like 30 million views. That's way more than like any Tonight Show or anything on the television or any any right. kind of like appearance you could make if you're trying to promote something. Right. So everything's gotten more produced. It's gotten more uh, geared towards video and visuals and people have gotten studios and microphones and like like all this extra equipment to like make it more professional since this has happened everyone's gone remote so they're either on Zoom or they're like on we're, like, we're like we're doing remote so here just So it's it's all take a step back I have loved it because <laughs> there's something about like not only the primitiveness of the audio the uh conversation the uh connection but now it's it's like if you're in your house and you're like just sitting at on a couch with a microphone, they can kind of forget it's there. And so a lot of these guys now are like talking normal. They're not even put on like a normal, like interview voice or radio voice or anything like that. So you're getting like honest and like, it's almost like they're forgetting and sometimes they're saying shit like maybe you shouldn't say, like 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 about another comedian or right. about like money you made or you know. So it's been really fascinating to me. I've loved it. I love that they've gone back to a more primitive version of it. and I it's it's like more in my wheelhouse. I like the like pirate radio nature right. of this in the beginning. <laughs> right. It is, yeah. So I've been very happy about it.
1: Well, and there's like part of like the, uh, there is some like dysfunction that this causes that there's part of me that just kind of likes seeing that as well. I don't don't know. Like even just working remote and and having that ability. And I'm sure my guess is you fucking love working remote. (laughs) I
2: I haven't talked to another human. I haven't seen another human. So what do you think? fucking love it. What do you
1: think this is? Do you think that this is going to have like these long-term changes? Like maybe companies realize like, hey, We don't have to have an office or anything like that. I've been
2: saying this. The only reason that they do it is because there are certain people that can't be trusted to be on their own. Right. Well, you get rid of them. Right. You find people that can be trusted on their own. I work better when I'm not bothered by other people in my office. Right. I work in an office that is an open cubicle situation. So there are 30 people constantly having a conversation around me at all times. Right. And I'm like, you're actually hindering my ability to work because I'm constantly distracted. I hate people and their noises. And and even when it's like just like normal, like coughing or like sneezing, any of that, I'm just like constantly annoyed by it. Not only that, we work in a remote business where I do uh, technical support over the phone. So imagine having 30 people having thirty individual conversations at, at all, all at the same time. Yeah, that's rough, it's man. Like, that's rough. It's an obsc- it's an absurd way to do this. That's so why wouldn't a company realize I don't need an office? Right. All they they gave me a laptop and they gave me two monitors. Like yeah. that's all
1: I need. Yeah, and I don't, you, you know, I thought it would be harder because I have to talk to developers and stuff during my job, but like with the Zoom and every, all the video conferencing and stuff and sharing your screen, like it it really is just about the same. Like they're, they're still looking at your computer going, okay, now click this. Okay, have you tried this? You know, like nothing really has been worked. Like I, I was nervous at first because I was like, I talk yeah. with the developers a lot, but no, like we found, we found ways to talk. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I certainly, do love being home. It's nice to see my daughter and my husband when I want to, like on my breaks. Like, there's nothing really better than incredible you know, walking outside and going, "Hey, hey, there you guys are!" and having her be all excited. And, uh,
2: and not only that, so it's like I, I'm not just like, okay, eight to five, clocking out. You know, it's like right. I sit here, I do a little work. Oh, it's a little slow. Okay, I'm gonna go up and make a cup, and then. Next thing I know, I'm here till six or seven. You know, it's not like you're you're punching out right right on the clock. So I think you're actually getting more out of me because I'm sitting here and I just do it like as I'm thinking about things. Right. And so like I, I, it's similar. I was having this thought about, have you been out to the store in the last couple of days?
1: I I, I think I went like last week sometime was the last time I went.
2: Last couple of days, it's really changed since the CDC uh, uh, amended the guidelines for like face masks and things like that. It's not like everyone's wearing face masks. They really should. It's kind of annoying to me. People haven't caught on to that. Yeah. Like we we got face masks and we wear gloves and I've got Clorox wipes in the car. Right. So as soon as anything is touched, it's wiped. It's Yo, clean.
1: Yeah, that's what we're doing. And, but, you know, we we were lucky enough to have like when the pollution was really bad, we bought these badass face masks that like look like gas masks. So most-
2: yeah, so you got them. Yeah. Like, well, if you go to a so you went to a store today, they now have a plastic partition up, like at a like a bank at like a grocery store wow. when you're in the checkout line. That's crazy. They have yeah, they have markers on the floor to stay six feet away when you're doing the checkout. Like it's like, okay, stand here, stand here, stand here. So similar to 9-11, after when TSA was introduced, and we had this whole different life. Right. Where it's not so invasive that you're like, oh, my God, I don't never want to travel again. You just became used to it. Right. And now it's the normal. Most people don't even remember that like you could travel without or, your ID <laughs> or or even like you used to go to the gate when right. people got off the yeah. plane, like very and, or like like security wasn't a thing. You just put your bag through this, the, the metal detector and that was it.
1: Right. You know, I, I remember I had invited a, a boyfriend. To Hawaii, and then was like, No, I'm gonna break up with him. (laughs) And like, we bought his (laughs) ticket and everything. And uh, so uh, Melanie was like, Well, I'll take the ticket. And we just said that they like misspelled her name. And we're like, No, she's actually um, Jasani. Tomotsman. and like she's like underage, so she didn't have to have an idea or anything. And she totally like was able to go in. We just think, I They're think, like, about, oh, okay, uh, yeah, no, that a makes a body sense. for
2: a body. Like, who cares? Like, uh, Jason, is a name, it. <laughs> it says Jason, but it's Jason, sure. <laughs> it's Jasani. they admit they left off one of the eyes. Yeah. So, I, I do believe that there will be more of this, yeah, like permanent changes that. We won't remember after a certain period. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, like, there's going to
1: have to be if it like there's it's never going to go away until there's a vaccine. Right.
2: Like, yeah,
1: it's never going to go away.
2: So we're at least in for 12 to 18 months. Do we know like if you, said, you get it? Do you cycle. get it again? No, nobody knows anything. So wow. all these things that we used to think. Oh, you know what it only affects old people or people with pre it doesn't or pre-existing conditions. It doesn't really affect children, uh young people. It's not even that big of a deal. Uh it, it doesn't last in the air. You know, there were all these things that people were saying. Now I I know now they're using the justification that like, well, we know more now. No, we always knew these things. They just didn't want to like Freaking, freak everybody out. Yeah. So right now they're doing testing. They are trying to figure out if you have the antibodies, because if you have certain strains of the flu, you won't get it again until it mutates. That can be a thing. So they're trying to base all this off of what they've known about other flus or coronaviruses that they've seen in the past, where if you get it, then you become immune to it for a certain amount of time until it mutates. But they don't know. We have no test. We have no data. They're also trying, like, if you already got it, what if I take your blood and give it to somebody who has it currently? Does that do anything for them? Like, are you giving them the antibodies to fight if, if they currently have it? Right. But all of it's up in the air. It's all trial and error. And like, right. same with like like how Trump had come up with the hy- hydro, uh, right? which is an anti-malaria drug. And like maybe that was doing something with z or Atheromithacin, whatever the uh, uh, like antibiotic that they give for Pneumonium. like the flu or whatever, or pneumonia, like the combination of that. But they have no idea. They they're trying it, but right. there's no like saying right. it has any real beneficial or any uh, noticeable effect. Like right now, they're trying it on like hopeless cases. They're like maybe it'll it's do something. Sports. You know, but it, we don't know.
1: It's disturbing to me too that we just like. Uh, the youth and and then, like, you know, people in middle age or whatever, like, look at, like, have the mentality of just... Well, it only affects older people, so who gives a shit? Almost, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah, disturbing yeah. to me. I'm like, old people are people. Like, did we do we forget this? Like, nobody wants to that, die that, alone. We're
2: all going to be old too, right? Like, this, this idea, yeah, that youth if this is, sticks you around, know,
1: like- <laughs> <laughs> you want to die of the coronavirus and not be able to have any of your family in the in the room as you go, and you have to be alone oh. and and suffering horribly because I don't know if you've ever had pneumonia. And I never have, but I've seen people no. who like my, my sister gets it quite a bit and. It's painful. It's a horribly painful thing to have. Like it affects your entire body and you feel like you're drowning. Like
2: I can't imagine a worse way to go. That's why I'm not even worried about going to the hospital or dying. I'm worried about getting it. Yes. Because even people that have just gotten it, it's a constant cough for a month. And a horrible fever. Horrible fever, shortness of breath. Right. Like, like it. I can't imagine like a worse way to live life for a month. Well, and you just constant and you
1: can't be around anybody. So like, usually when you get sick, you know, like you can have somebody come bring you some orange juice or like, there's some comfort in that, right? Like you get a little bit of comfort from your family members if you can, but like you have to literally like lock yourself in a room and only come out if you have to. And basically just, I don't know, man, like I, I get, I'm like terrified of getting, it. I don't want my daughter getting it, even though they say like, yeah. Oh, it's not so bad. I don't give a fuck how bad it is for don't kids. Like, fuck. I don't want my daughter to get sick with anything. And it, I, especially like where it's something, some virus that we don't know enough about. We don't nearly know enough about what it can <laughs> yeah. really
2: do to people. That's why. So if it's like, okay, stay doors don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm staying completely away from everything I can. And you know, it's bad when, when like money is involved. Right. So, Like, they canceled the NBA. They wouldn't do that, like, if something's overblown or overhyped. Right. You know, they're stopping baseball. Right. They canceled Coachella. They're
1: canceling movies and TV. Like... That's going to be weird when we have, like, in a year when there's, like, a dry spell of nothing to watch other than, like, you know, people doing stuff from their homes, which is going to be another weird, interesting, like, hey, this is how it is now. Now,
2: now you're bringing up something close to my heart. Yeah. The biggest tragedy in all of this, and I will never get over it, my own personal 9 <laughs> is they they moved Fast Nine to next year? It was supposed to come up come come out May twenty first, and I had it on the calendar. I was already like That's getting. I, for I had you. my. I had my Paul Walker t-shirt, you know, <laughs> Memorial t-shirt ready. I had my Vin Diesel Scully cap that makes me look, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a Vin Diesel cosplayer on the side. I go down to the, the do uh, have your Hollywood. Fault, walk have to your fame and cap. Take, the, the, <laughs> yep. Yep. And my glasses and I'm family, family, family. So like I was, I'm more devastated about that than any of this other thing. Like I don't care if a hundred million old, the fact that Fast 9 has been pushed back a year is really it's a good real, thing. the it's real tragedy. It's a good thing what you just said cut out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Who knew Discord had like its own entity? It's for like, oh, God, did you just comments? say 100 million old people should die? <laughs> oh, now, I will tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. I- I've been kind of paying attention to the numbers, at least here in Utah. So every day, not, not to freak myself out, but just to kind of get an idea. Right. So as of April 4th, 2020, when we're recording this, the total number of tests in the state of Utah are 28,043. So 28,043. To get a test, to just be tested for the COVID-19, you have to meet a certain criteria. You have to have a fever. You have to have the cough. You have to have been in, maybe have a uh, reason that you would have been in contact with it. So they're really not at like a universal testing point. So they, excuse me, they've tested 20, I'm getting the cough at the road as we speak. (laughs) They've tested 28,043 people. Of that, that they tested, there's been 1,428 positive results. So that's only a 5% of people that are tested test positive. And again, you have to have some level of criteria to get tested. They're not just testing everybody. Right. So there is something in those numbers that is very significant as sure. far as the uh, scale of it. Now, again, why they're so worried is it is supercharged once it gets uh, like uh, spread quickly in the community. So yeah. that's why right. they've asked us to quarantine. But as far as like the freaking out that we're all going to die or we're all going to be hospitalized from it, it is still very a small percentage right. of people that are, that are t- being tested or testing positive for it. So there is some hope, I believe, that, that yeah. if we do quarantine, if we do like try to ride things out and stick to the new guidelines, we could like uh not only flatten the curve, but like uh drag it out to a point where we uh develop vaccine and can kind of make this like the flu, where if you get a flu shot every year, you're kind of immune right. if right. that strain comes up. That's the other thing like about flu shots is they guess every year. They say, okay, we think based on uh historical data or based on cycles that this particular strain of flu will be prevalent and that's the vac- or the uh, flu shot that they developed for that year it doesn't always work if a new if a new one comes out or one that they didn't test for uh, comes back then the flu shot was worthless but there is some like science to you know yeah. kind of guessing it you i know. used to
1: be very anti-flu shot and like uh when i got pregnant all of a sudden <laughs> i was just like nope that no this makes sense all of it not makes sense now like it's just kind of yeah. funny yeah it's kind of funny once how- i hit
2: 40 i was like oh flu shot it is i still well, haven't gotten one i'll be honest. like because i am i i've never gotten one i just never Well, I had gone through that process. I had
1: somebody tell me like they got a flu shot and it made them sick. And then I had a person who, one of my friends who's actually like a nurse practitioner who works in medicine and stuff. He's like, that's not true. That doesn't happen. (laughs) It can't happen. Um, (laughs) What happened with them was they were sick before they got their flu shot. They got their flu shot. They got sick. And they just like, you know,
2: uh, causation by correlation. Never, uh, never, never discount the uh, psychosomatic value of things too. Like people have a way of making themselves sick over, of course. Things, sure,
1: so. sure. But yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, do you, do you have news stories? We've, we've talked for 42 minutes about this, which is a news story in in its own it's way.
2: Har- yeah. I've got a couple things. It's hard not to like be hyper-focused, not only because it affects our everyday life, but because right. there is a constant news right. uh, cycle to it. Like, uh, you know, always coming out. You
1: know, I keep telling but, myself, like, I need to take just a break from reading anything about it. Just next like week nothing about it and then like i get like so, so caught up like what what did he what did trump say about he's not gonna wear a yeah. mask because he doesn't want to look
2: uncool in the oval office <laughs> yeah well let's and and you know be, before we move on just talking about like like that idea too again i it, it it's really difficult when you can't trust like the people in in, in, in the charge? office. Right. So Man, we are in an I'm, election year. I, I'm not. I don't care who it is. Just you can know. Can you I imagine think really...
1: if we had Obama in the situation? The the loveliness of his voice, just like talking us down from these situations. Oh, would, I just want to hear it would his be voice. Like a
2: goddamn lullaby, like every single night and him. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It's, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> It'll suck if you get sick, but don't worry, baby, we got medicine for you.
1: I just, I honestly like want to just hear him talk. Like I wish he would like open up his own YouTube channel or stream or something like that. Like I just want him. It would be huge. I want Obama to tell me it's going to be okay for some reason, you know?
2: (laughs) Or Jon Stewart. know how... We do know how he would work in this situation because we had Ebola, which is hemorrhagic fever, which is blood from your eyes and nose and mouth, (laughs) and then you die. So we had an outbreak of Ebola that spread very rapidly on the continent of Africa, and we had cases that had migrated from Africa to the United States. He set up a pandemic task force within Homeland Security- Which Trump got rid of. (laughs) <laughs> he he sent he sent military to Africa, which he got criticized for because we've never had U.S. soldiers on the African continent. But they were there not as uh, law enforcement, but they were there as logistics because the military knows how to move people and how to organize and how to field hospital and triage. And so they were able to rapidly respond. And then not only that, they were on the ground. So they were getting intelligence to know how things were spreading, who was getting infected. So we weren't flying blind, relying on like the Democratic or the, uh, the Communist Republic of China to provide facts and information about how the specific virus spread. So we know how he would and how it could be handled. Now, everybody was like that. And H1N1, the bird flu, when those two pandemics happened. That was very much like media sensationalized, like Africanized killer bees are on their way. But like Dr. Fauci saying now, if we have less than what we're telling you is the worst case scenario, that doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen. That means we did the measures we put in place, did the job to prevent the worst case scenario. Right. Right. Whereas we Trump was taking a gamble. He even said this week or advisors have said that he he was told. This is another one. I was like, we keep hearing all these rumors, like from your aunt on Facebook, right. like, oh, well, it can't survive in warm weather. So if we make <laughs> it to spring, we'll be okay. We
1: can all go hang out like, in the in the pool together.
2: Yeah, says who? Or like when it was like, oh yeah, in South Korea, they say if you, you don't, you don't got it. You're like, Re- that's repeat, the, that like repeat that one more time. Repeat
1: that one more time because you cut out.
2: They said there was like a Facebook thing. Hold your breath for ten seconds. Oh, and that's if you right. Don't cough, you don't have it. That's right. Like there, that that wasn't a thing. Like, that's the, <laughs> because that's why it's such a crazy thing. Is the asymptomatic it's nature like sta- of sta- standing it upside
1: down and gets sort of two. hiccups type situation. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you uh, twist around seven times and uh, listening to Ted Nugent, you won't turn <sighs> gay. As my grandpa told me. That wasn't true either. Hey, am I right, ladies? <laughs> you know what? You know what I look for in porno? <laughs> you know, They're big old dicks. <laughs> Where's Joe exotic? Where's the math?
1: <laughs> oh man. So
2: just, just think about that as we go forward. Yeah. Think about, I, I'm not very hopeful politically because no. I lived through George W. Bush.
1: I I, I, I assume from, we're going to get another four years of this motherfucker.
2: From the jump, G- George W. Bush was the worst thing ever. And then in 04, they just reelected him because they're like, well, you don't change horses. M- dream.
1: Well, it, so had, the 9-11 didn't help because everybody was like, this, he's
2: what we need. He's our hero. <laughs> yeah. But well, I'm talking, but the 04 election was way after that. We had already had the right invasion and we had the Iraq invasion, which everybody knew was shit like
1: right, right. right
2: away. And yet they still. Re-elected it because right. you don't change horses midstream. So I have a bad feeling about that going forward, especially what? when in 04, we had John Kerry. He was a very competent Senator. He was a statesman from Massachusetts. Like he had credibility. He was a war hero. Right. And that wasn't good enough. So no. this time we put up Joe Biden, which is, I'm sorry, is just like the absolute worst candidate for any election. Right. For anything. Right. I wouldn't elect him to be like a crossing guard at this point.
1: I mean, he's, like he's, he's going to get my vote just because I want to try to get this other
2: motherfucker out of there, but. Blue no matter who, but man, you could have made it a lot easier. If we would have given something that we could have rallied behind. Yeah. Why did Obama get elected? Hope and change. Right. And I right. know a lot of people now say that he didn't give us that, but he did. Yes, he did. He yeah. Did. He broke the glass ceiling for black children everywhere. If Before Obama was elected, if a black child, a mother said to a black child, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, president, he had no example of that. They're like, right. well, it could happen, right? but we don't know. It's never happened. Once he is elected, that glass ceiling is now shattered. We lived in a, in a world where a black man named Barack Hussein Obama was elected while, while at war with Muslim countries. Like- so it could happen. So that was hope and change. We had changed our idea. We had hoped for a better world and we got it. He wasn't perfect, but who well, is? And he
1: was also, you know, held back a little bit by the fact that he was getting blocked on all the shit he was trying to do constantly.
2: constantly. By, the, by the end of
1: it, his hair was fucking gray, man. <laughs>
2: like gray and he really had like face fucking over this shit. Like yeah. If really you guys did. still want my help, fuck you. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So anyway, a sidebar on that. It just, we are in an election. It is interesting to think about uh, the kind of measures that they're trying to put in place now, like mail-in voting. Even that seems archaic to me. Like, I know we probably should have an app that we could vote on, but obviously that's going to be a very, like, uh, susceptible to hacking. Oh, definitely. But now they're trying to just get mail-in voting universal because what if, even in November, we're on lockdown again? Right. And you're going to ask people to Go polling station and vote and right. stand in line. Right, like that's not feasible. I would do it in so hazmat suit. So- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to have a system in place or a backup, and we can't wait till September to see if things are okay. No, those kind of things have to be done now yeah. in anticipation. Like the government moves at like Titanic speeds. Right, like we see the glacier ahead, but you can't turn the wheel fast enough to miss the glacier. Like you have to start things now. Right. And that's, they're talking about it in the, some of the relief packages that they're trying to build, but it's getting blocked down because even Trump this week said, no, 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 no. The Democrats only want that because the more people that vote, the less Republicans win. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's your argument I against it? Like, so no. you know, like, so
1: much.
2: He always says the quiet things out loud. Like uh, they used to he always really have does. these things, but they would never say it out loud. <laughs> right. And now he says it out loud. And people he's are the kind like, of got well. this, like, "My butthole itches out loud." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to think in your head. My butthole itches. I'm gonna try to do a little squeegee thing with my ass. Hopefully, nobody notices that I'm trying to scratch my butt without actually using my finger. And he's like, "Hey, everybody, my butthole itches. I'm gonna take my raw finger and stick it right up my crack until it gets that fucking scratch." You know and 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 you know people in the south are like i like the cut of this man's gym he said his <laughs> asshole itched, and he, he itched it with his finger my
1: like. butthole itches sometimes too and i'd like That's to be nice. able to say it out loud
2: <laughs> i'd like to scratch my butt with that guy like, come on oh, and somehow man. it's the black man's problem you know that his butthole itched you know <laughs> Always, it's the the, the caravans from Mexico somehow made this. Yes, it
1: says a bad embrace made my butthole itch. (laughs) 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 All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get to the a quick some quick news stories here with
2: quick news stories, quick news stories. News. Nothing coronavirus from the chopper high above the studio, on top of the castle that's blocking. Oh, the coronavirus.
1: Mostly from Google.
2: (laughs) All right. We reread it so you don't have to. (laughs) So, yeah, basically everything I had was COVID-19 based. We either had all the misinformation, all the uh, changing stories based off of that they didn't think we could handle it. I mean it feels I know it's like cliche to say but it feels very 1984 even the term like social distancing. Right. You know like, like so prevalent in our head right now but I mean that is very like like uh whitewashed, you know like like it's it's like social distancing. It it just doesn't have the punch that we- we have to understand like, the gravity of the situation. Right. Get the fuck but, away
1: from each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like run and hide, stay in your house. Like do not leave. You should be wearing masks. And like, so today I went out, uh, uh, our furnace heater was not heating up properly. It was the air filter needed to be changed. I had to go to Lowe's to go get it. I put on a fucking face mask, right? Right. No one in the store is wearing a face mask and they're all looking at me because then it looks like, oh, he must be sick because he's wearing a face mask. Right. State like, like, oh my God, like he's infected. And it's like, no, we should all be wearing face masks. We should all be wearing gloves. Like we need to take this more serious when we're out in public. You know, I, I've, I've really thought of like, well, well, what if we just all get hazmat suits, man? Like, what if, <laughs> is that too, that, like, that could help. No, that is the next thing. They don't want you to know that, but that is really how you're going to be protected. Right. I don't know if you know this or not, but like out. The 1996 movie about, like, the virus outbreak Uh starring Dustin Hoffman is on Netflix, (laughs) and I watched it the very first day of all this. You're one of those guys. So, it's like, I'm going to – so, you
1: know, it's it's interesting to me, like, the human way of just, like, I need to watch what I'm going through. Like, I'm kind of halfway between that. I can go either or, or, like, but I am, like, kind of like – like we watched uh, I Am Legend a little bit today, and it, it just it, it
2: <laughs> you're going, you're skipping the quarantine, you're skipping the virus. I'm going you're right to the end of the world, man. Existent, yeah, right. <laughs> Have you already got your dog that you're going to go around in your ninja sword and, yeah. and your cool glasses? <laughs> And right. your boots that you found off of a I'm fucking am doing homeless. fucking push-ups
1: and shit. See, me and Brandon, too, we've been just, like, exercising like shit because we want to come out of quarantine and have everybody be like, oh, my God, you guys look yeah, great. Oh. <laughs> you got
2: quarantine swole. But, but it
1: also, like, it helps because, like, I tend to get like depressed if I don't go out and do shit, you know, like, so you have to exercise. Like if you're feeling that depression and if you're feeling like shut in, like you need to do, there's plenty of like at home exercises that can kick your ass and you should be
2: doing them. I haven't quite got to the kick your ass part, but I, it's for me, I treat it like prison. So I do like 10 half-ass push-ups, <laughs> and then I go, I go to the yard, which is the school down the street and I shoot hoops and like walk around the, the caged area. Like it literally is like prison. Right. I get like my two hours outdoors <laughs> and I walk around I've been and running. I shoot hoops. I've
1: been running again, which is, is nice.
2: Yeah. Except for my and fucking
1: old hills, lady so. knees where my God, my knees hurt after running. Oh, God damn fuck, it. Man.
2: Knees. Forget it. <laughs> I bought, I got a heavy bag too, because I, my stress release, my like depression relief is kickboxing. So I need to punch something, I need to kick something. So I I had to get one of those for the house. So I I, I'm there, but I'm definitely also eating ice cream and and like cookies. So (laughs) I'm I'm
1: trying to eat, I'm trying to eat better too. I just figure, man, I, I don't know if I start on that, down that path, it's going to be pretty sad when I come out of
2: this. (laughs) <laughs> a good byproduct of it all is, is a healthy immune system does help you right. universally. Right. So that's part of a diet. That's part of exercise. So it definitely, if you're worried about catching it, if you're worried about how you're going to deal with it, it the best defense is a healthy Im- immune system. So eat clean, exercise, and you'll be able to, like, mitigate any of these things that, that might come up. So it's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm halfway. I haven't quite delved get all the way man. into, like, get there. we're going to eat completely clean and we're going to exercise our ass for six hours a day. Start but- watching
1: a bunch of superhero movies and just comparing yourself to those dudes and be like, I got to look like those. That's what Brandon started doing. And he's like, Hey, I'm fuck, cr- I need a body.
2: I got... I got- I got like fat dude shape like Chris Pratt. You know, he's got a gut, but you know, he's a cut. So <laughs> I, I'm the moment for that. I don't think I cap style, but <laughs> I think I can, I can get to Chris Pratt level. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a, that's a doable goal for you. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> we, we said so, we were going to do news stories. We just started bullshitting. Again. Uh, <laughs> a, a couple, a couple of things that I wanted to like one of them. Is have you, you you probably don't delve into the conspiracy theory world. I do not. Like it really was kind of a niche thing for a long time, even going back, like, you know, you had JFK and you had like all the, the, but you didn't, you didn't have like the internet to spread the virus of conspiracy theory. Like we do now. Right. It started with nine 11 and all of those kind of things you'd have these start people with that the became, fucking moon <laughs> that actually came later though nobody ever questioned that at the time right that the only happened later when the internet Started going well. I looked at this picture online. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I've never been to the moon. But I looked at a picture, and the way this flag is in this shadow, that shouldn't be right. And everybody becomes these experts overnight. There are no shadows on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> there are no shadows on the moon. So it's interesting. There used to always be a reason behind it. So it's like, oh, we they killed JFK because. He wanted to get out of Cuba. He right. was trying to break up the CIA. He was against Russia. Whatever it was, there was always a reason. 9-11, oh, it's a job. Uh we we wanted to uh take over the wanted civil, civilian population. Bush like, wanted to go to war. Bush wanted to go to war. They wanted to spend money on the military. But like we've now with like the the, the virus situation, there's all these conspiracy theories. And they don't really have like a rhyme or reason. Like, why, well, why would they do that? There's right. no money involved. There's no, like- No, what, it's what is destroying the, our economy. <laughs> destroying life as we know it. Right. Like, there's, no, right. Like, like, there's no, like, what happens out of this. Like, no. why would that be beneficial for anyone? No. So some of the conspiracy theories delve into, again, it just becomes ludicrous. So one of the big ones is, do you know 5G? Do you understand what 5G is when it comes to wireless communications? Right. Do you know what 5G? I don't. So I, we had, we had 3G, 4G, 5G. Right, right. So, but and everyone think they used to think it meant like gigs, like space, and then they thought it meant gigahertz, like bandwidth. But no, it just means generation. Third generation, fourth generation, fifth generation. Oh. So after they launched fourth generation wireless ten years ago, that was when we got like high speed data on your mobile phone, and now they're going into 5G the fifth generation of high speed data interconnectivity 5g connectivity deals with, uh, it's called the internet of things, which means everything is connected via Bluetooth or a wireless connection. Uh Like, I don't know if you at your house, but I have like a nest so I could control my thermostat from my phone. So that connected interconnectability, like your phone, your thermostat, your house, your lights, your car, everything is interconnected. Right. And right. 5G is going to help support that, it increases the bandwidth and helps the interconnectivity of everything. There is a growing conspiracy theory online that because 5G was has just kind of been launched globally, that the virus is actually the the, the conspiracy theory is that 5G causes radiation. That is different from previous versions of wireless radiation. And once they turned it on, it is causing people to become sick. So they didn't want to tell everybody that it was 5G wireless communication. So now they're saying it's this flu <laughs> that's. Yeah. So this week in London, people are burning down cell towers. What the fuck? Because that's going to be are- like
1: what saves you from your quarantine madness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they- they are connecting on like WhatsApp and Discord and uh, all these uh, uh, social media like underground communication apps, and getting on there and trying to like do these flash mobs to like correct a big injustice that's going on that they see. So they're actually going around and burning down cell towers, wow, because they think five G is causing the corona out the corona outbreak. And again, they don't think it's causing corona. They think it's causing people to become sick, and the governments are covering it up, calling
1: like they basically invented corona. It's radiation sickness. It's not corona. Exactly. Of course, if you knew anything about radiation sickness, you would know that it's not flu-like symptoms. I don't believe. I think your skin. No, just your like, skin melts. You boil inside, right? And you cancer, boil from the inside. Cancer and it, you go down pretty slow and awfully.
2: Yes. Have you ever watched that Chernobyl that was on right, HBO? Right,
1: right. Oh, Their man, cells
2: are... separated from the, on a cellular level, and so they melted from a cellular level.
1: So I guess like, this adds just like a new level of terrified thoughts for myself because now I'm just like <laughs> now I'm just like no, I don't have to worry just about
2: Corona, but people going fucking
1: crazy. People are going crazy, crazy. Is really
2: is really like even when it first happened, I wasn't worried about getting. Because there wouldn't be supplies based off the virus. I was worried about getting supplies because people were going to hoard supplies. Right. I I was like, well, we should have some food on hand because we may not be able to get some. Going to start hoarding it, you know. So if you want more on the conspiracy, because there's actually like three levels to this. The second one is that this is all overblown. It's a democratic hoax. They needed to kill the economy because the only thing Trump or the best weapon that Trump has is the economy. Even though that was
1: technically Obama's leftover.
2: uh, 100%, 100%, right? (laughs) Government stimulus from the 08 and and twelve TARP bills really can, I think, can be directly connected to a a boom that we were experiencing. But anyways, so they are saying that, that this is all manufactured. That that's the low numbers that we were talking about is actually everyone is blowing this way out of proportion and that it's just a hoax perpetrated by the might, the lame stream media to like, like talk the talk shit on Donald Trump. And then of course, the very last one, my personal favorite is Q. Are you familiar with QAnon? I am not. Okay, so ever since J- Trump got elected, there's been a subset on the internet called Qanon, stands for Q Anonymous. Q is a security clearance level, and inside the government, that's the highest level of security clearance. There was a something that started on 4chan, which, like all the worst things of the internet, start on 4chan, and all these hoaxes start on 4chan. But pe- like Pizzagate, but people think it's real. QAnon is supposed to be someone that's in the uh, Trump administration, and they are giving out coded messages to the world to let them know what Trump is really doing. And it goes like this. Pizzagate is real. Pizzagate was the conspiracy that all our world leaders are child rapists, and they have a ring of pedophilia like outstretches over everything. And they called it Pizzagate because they were using coded language that involved like the words pizza and hot dog to refer to little girls and little boys in their communications. So QAnon is that Trump was elected by these guys that were in the government that were trying, they're called patriots. They were trying to save the government from the child pedophiles. And Q has been letting out messages that the coronavirus is actually a cover because now the Trump's plan to wrangle up all the child pedophiles and put them in Guantanamo Bay. Yes, this is real. They think that Hillary Clinton and Obama are going to be locked up in Guantanamo Bay, that this is just a cover to get everybody off the streets so they can go and get them and then release all the children that are that are in their custody. What the fuck? So this week, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but they're setting up field hospitals, like in Central Park, like big white tents uh-huh. to be able to handle overflow. And so on the QAnon boards, they're showing that there are pictures of people that they're taking diapers in there and like, what? So, like supplies and things. So they're saying like, oh, see, they're actually getting ready to bring all the children out of captivity. Oh, and my take God, man. So That's too much. The reason... Oh, it's way too much. The reason we have to be locked down is we can't handle the truth that all these people are child pedophiles and that they get off on adrenochrome, which they actually believe that Hillary Clinton sucks children's blood oh because there's God. a there's something in the children's blood called adrenochrome, and it feeds them like a cannibal. And that's the only way they have energy is from adrenochrome.
1: I feel so. like I feel like when I hear this shit, I just get stupider, man. And It is like,
2: <laughs> well, it's I'm awful. like putting it together in my brain. So <laughs> that's like oh, you you cut out you had, a, you had a
1: pretty big cut out there after you said the word. When I put it together in my brain, <laughs> I,
2: I I feel much stupider myself. Yeah, just like yeah. When you when you're like drawing the dots on the board. Your logic brain goes like, no, it hurts, man. Like my
1: brain, it actually makes my brain hurt.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, what I first got into Pizzagate when it came out, because I, I like theories. I like to read about them. I like to read what thinking about, like why things might be happening from a, uh, clandestine experience. Right. In the original Pizzagate conspiracy, they had, uh, during the 2016 election, Russia had hacked the DNC server and John Podesta, uh Hillary Clinton's uh campaign manager his emails and had disseminated them to the public. Within his emails, there were certain emails that had coded language, and then the Pizzagate conspiracy is that that coded language corresponded with child pedophile uh pedophile smuggling or human trafficking. And part of that was the language of pizza was for little boy uh, little girl and, and hot dog was for little boy. And in in the first like line of the Pizzagate conspiracy, they said, it is known uh, that these are code words by the FBI. And so I was like, oh, oh, okay, well, that's verifiable then. If you search FBI child pedophile code words, these will come up somewhere, right? Right. It never did. So it's like, well, okay, well, right there, that's not true. Like, that's not a thing. These aren't code words that the FBI knows for certain is for child pedophiles. So from from then on, you're like, well, no, none of this makes sense. So it, it's 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 uh, all been put together like falsely, and that's why it, it's actually interesting when you understand how Russia works. And you know they have the the IRG, the Internet Research Group, which is a group of trolls that they put into this factory, and they go on message boards, they, they go on 4chan, they go on Reddit, they go right. on everything, and they just like troll people.
1: Right. I've heard I've and heard then, quite a bit about this one. And the it's, trolls it's, it's crazy. It, it actually worked
2: it, yeah like, yeah it got trump like helped get trump elected man it 100 did it originally was only meant to like like confuse people but it like really worked like uh more than any psyop that's ever like been concocted like we used to do things like during vietnam you drop flyers from the sky that say like america's good don't if you you know your country's bad like there's always been psyops that go on psychological operations well russia has a unique like instinct for bullshit like ever since the czars and before the bolshevik revolution like they invented fake news and like and like double speak and it's lying to you so like They have this internal, like, yeah, everyone's full of shit. Whereas like we were raised with Ah, the government, man, like they're they've got your best interest. And we look at the president like a father figure. Right. Like they're here to save us. They're supposed to
1: help us. They're they're supposed to help us take care of us.
2: Keep us safe, keep us protected, like have our best interest at heart. So they just exploited the fuck out of that with all this different disinformation. Hmm. So I I can't remember why I was going there, but anyway, (laughs) it's it's very interesting to me, like how it ties back into history, like all together, and like it it the it's really again cliche to say if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. But it's like so fucking so (laughs) fast, so fascinating that if like if you didn't know like the Russian history, like of this the disinformation and like understanding all that, and then like ours where we it's just we have these things to like. Oh right. yeah! Like it's just like it's all history repeating itself because we're not paying attention.
1: Right. That's why. And I, like I always think everyone should listen to hardcore history because that dude, like, oh my god, that dude, the way he talks and the way he like puts things into perspective, it's like you you can't think about things and things that happened in the past with your own like mentality. You have to put yourself. You have to put your mentality wherever
2: it was at the time, like in in that time and place. And he is able to. Bring into context of real time from that type place. Right. Like right. one of the one of the greatest ones he did is about the post-nuclear world. Right. And like really put you into that mindset that we had developed this weapon that was capable of killing everything, you know? Right. <laughs> like you realize like uh uh Hiroshima and Nagasaki. There's only been one country that's dropped nuclear weapons, and it's the United States, and they dropped two of them, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And post that time, the development of nuclear weapons got better. So like the weapons that we have now, one weapon is one to like the 10,000th power of a Hiroshima. One nuclear weapon. That's crazy. And like I mentioned to somebody, I was like, well, how many weapons do you think we have? How many nuclear weapons do you think we have in the nuclear arsenal?
1: How many Lindsay? do I think they have? Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: In the United States, how many Fucking nuclear weapons do we have in our like armament?
1: It's gonna be high. I'm gonna guess like a hundred.
2: You think we have a hundred? Uh huh. And you know that one of those is one to the one thousand power <laughs> more devastating than Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And you think we have one hundred of those?
1: I, I I and that's like over exaggerating. But how many? How many we have? You
2: think that's your ridiculous answer to yeah. say one hundred? Yeah. We have 4,600 nuclear weapons. That's fucking crazy, man. That's crazy. Obama had signed agreements to reduce that stockpile, to responsibly destroy those warheads, and to coordinate with the world, including Russia and China and K- Korea, not North Korea, but South Korea, to like reduce the stockpile globally and destroy what we had responsibly. You can't destroy it, you have to put it in a hole in the ground in, in Nevada. And over a million years, it'll, it'll dissolve itself, but you can't destroy it. Well, Trump reversed the, he got rid of that nuclear disarmament agreement with Russia and he's been ordering them to not only increase our stockpile, but to retrofit what we already have to make them more modern. I just don't, I
1: do not understand like the concept and the mentality behind like, let's invent something that could ruin the entire fucking planet. Let's do that because that's in our best interest.
2: The scientist that that invented it, Robert Oppenheimer, like the leader of the Manhattan Project, as soon as it happened, he tried immediately to go to the governments and say, we need to destroy this technology right now and never use it again. Because he knew exactly how it would be exploited, even in the arms of people that have uh, noble purposes like the United States. At that time, we had been seen as we had actually like help the world, right. you know, save the world from this unspeakable evil only to turn around and then use that weapon that we should never have had in the first place as a deterrent right. and as a like bully, right. like across better the do what We
1: say, <laughs> what do you mean from, the
2: dollars lost its value? <laughs> uh, since the fifties, we have constantly used that as a deterrent. Like, Hey, we have this. Like and that's not how it was ever meant to be used. It just like it was an accidental experiment. You know, Mm. like uh I Einstein, they saw it as a way of powering things, like unlimitedly, like your house and your car and like because we had we were using fossil fuels, which at the time they thought had a limited amount. Like there was only so many dinosaurs that melted, you know, in theory, and They're like we, like, we should,
1: I, you know, by the year 2020, we should be off this fossil fuel stuff. And
2: <laughs> like, the, no way we should have perpetual motion machines. Right. And, yeah. Renewable energies and all these things. We have so, a
1: giant ball of gas in the sky that gives us, you know, <laughs> unlimited energy, but let's, let's do the, let's
2: do the thing that like rapes our earth. Remember all those dinosaurs that melted, burnt, you know, drill, baby, drill. Right. And of course, you know, going into that to like, talk about our, our Utah, you, you do know that like the epicenter of the the earthquake that just happened in Utah happens to be where they're starting to frack and drill for oil. In Utah. That's, yeah. That,
1: I heard, I heard a little bit. I didn't look too much into that. So I, I wasn't like,
2: <clears throat> I, I may be spreading disinformation. Everybody right. likes to have conversations. But, you know, yeah. like it's it's something to think about, like fracking, fracking in Oklahoma has increased earthquake and seismic activity right. like a thousandfold. It's, it's, it it's
1: definitely so. something you should look into and make it th- and, and, and think about and, and just, you know, because you never know. But, yeah, I haven't I haven't myself like looked into that, but I have heard. All it. right. Anyway. Getting off of that,
2: but just like thinking about and talking about like if you've noticed around the like city right now just start taking a break from being in the car all the time going out like cars on the road people foot traffic right it's constant motion there's the air has gotten better of course the the like when you go out it feels less chaotic it feels it less uh like like uh, hurried and there's actually some science behind it So scientists this week have been studying seismology, uh, seismological activity around the globe and they're noticing that the actual like vibration of the earth's crust has slowed down based off of the reduced traffic just from cars and people and like personal airplanes going on (laughs) everything, even just like, like foot traffic in New York. You know, you think about the amount of people that are being moved around all hours of the day, right? So the daily hum of the city life is actually like reducing the seismic activity on the earth crust. And so just seeing how we've like impacted the the biological nature of the earth by us like staying indoors for two weeks. Right. Like, man, that should tell us like we do have a lot more control over things than maybe we've given ourselves credit for as far as like when it comes to thinking about climate change you know or things that might, we might be able to do it like in the future to reduce kind of our footprint on on things
1: but, you know it's it made me think of if there's one like positive thing to come from this maybe maybe there's going to be this new generation cuz it is interesting like depending on how long this goes on like it's interesting the effect this is going to have on this younger generation of their habits and their way of life but maybe there's going to be this like global agreement and and you know I don't have much hope for the the human after seeing tiger king um <laughs> yeah but how gay are you (laughs) but maybe there's gonna be this like change of mentality maybe like maybe we see something and we're like you know like let's make this like a a global decision like we do this once a month out of every year where everybody just you know it's like basically like a
2: a reverse purge right like instead of Anything goes like, no, we all stay indoors and just take the time out. You know? Right.
1: We time out for a bit. Give the, give the earth yeah. a little bit of time to catch up to all of us. You know,
2: you were talking about the younger people. Like ironically, we've been criticizing millennials for staying indoors, for playing video games, <laughs> yeah. for like connecting online, for not going out and being with their friends. It's yeah. Like, well, maybe they were ahead of the curve. Like, you <laughs> know, like, like being Maybe they've been training visually, for this their whole know? lives. Yeah. I actually would that's why I'm dealing just fine with this. You know, I spent six years on the road in hotel room. Right. Being right. isolated from people for long periods of time. So I was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to make excuses now why I'm not gonna go to your brunch. Uh, I can just be like, Corona, motherfucker. I ain't leaving <laughs> my
1: house. I'll tell you, it's not too, we have like 355 board games. That's been saving me. <laughs> also, like, I'm with my family. I have a, a wonderful, you know, husband yeah, daughter, and daughter. And I live with my mm-hmm. uncle, Kevin, too, who's it's nice to yep. have him. And I do miss my family incredibly. I'm like one of those rare sure. people that just loves my family. And You're i a weirdo. Yeah, I'm a weirdo that way. And <laughs> that's that's been the hardest part for me about all of it. But other than that, like, I'm pretty good at like, being able to entertain myself, read a book, you know, look at something work, you know, anything like I I, go down a
2: little rabbit hole. Like, like I I enjoy to have that, like that free time to like, not be okay. You shouldn't really be online and just looking up like world war two history.
1: (laughs) Now (laughs) I'll tell you, there is one thing. If I, if I was like, you know, previous life now I would be loving the fact that I could like, if I had the ability to like just binge video games nonstop right now, that yeah. would be pretty awesome. Just like no, nobody telling me, like no guilt, no feeling. I got to do this, man. I'm doing my, I'm doing my part. You'd actually be a patriotic hero yeah. for the government. I've I've got to mod want. weapons for three hours straight. I've have to.
2: <laughs> if you stayed <laughs> indoors and, and just played video games, like be doing your patriotic. Right.
1: all that all that that 300 hours i spent modifying armor in in skyrim would really
2: there wouldn't be how you say it skyrim yes skyrim no skyrim ah but uh yeah you know i i I know i wish i kind of would have i i avoided video games for that that point like i didn't want to get to because i spent like two million hours on tony hawk pro skater you know like Millions of years ago, like, yeah. I, I finally learned how to ollie into a fucking kickflip, you know, or whatever.
1: I'm not sure who so. decided, like, that they should, like, post the amount of time you've spent playing that video game. But I think that was the wrong way to go, because I sometimes don't want to know. Like, it definitely ex- wasn't good for
2: business especially when like, <laughs> put it in your face.
1: Especially when I spend as much time playing Skyrim as I did to get my esthetician's license in my... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you know what time. I think that's it- all
2: I've got. Yeah, yeah, I've got some some other things, but every, you know, it's hard not to just be COVID all the time. That's true. We, our next we show. We should save it for another time. Yeah,
1: maybe our next show will will give you a little bit of relief from all this COVID shit. Yeah. But you know what I, time I talk- it is now, though, right? What time is it? Hold on, let me see if I can get this to work.
2: Hands down, booties up. Let me see you shake, shake your rope.
1: That's father. That should be Father Richard's uh, question time. Do you have a question for Father Richard? Because you do, right?
2: Uh, oh, geez. Let me see. Because
1: uh, I'm calling him right now.
2: Oh God. Uh, <laughs> maybe ask him. Is it gay to want a bigger penis?
1: Okay. Is it gay to want a bigger pen to look at to want to look at porn with bigger penises in them? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's see if this works. I'm not on Bluetooth with this. Can you hear that?
2: Yes. Cool. I'm speaking to him since the hey, uh, quarantine.
1: Oh, of course. Hi, Father, can you hear us? No. He can't Father, hear can us. Father, can you hear I can me? Hear you
2: fine.
1: So we have a, Dennis has a question for you. Can you hear Dennis really well?
2: Can you hear me, Father Richard? No, I don't hear Dennis.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you really not hear him?
2: I really can't hear him.
1: <laughs> oh, he really can't hear you.
3: No, Don't.
1: that makes sense. Because, because you're in my headphones. All right. Well, you can hear me, so I'll just ask uh, Dennis's question for you. If you look at porn, I, I, this is another porn question, Dad. If you oh look boy. at if you look at porn and you prefer, and you're a straight man supposedly, but you prefer the guys in the porn to have bigger penises, does that make you gay?
3: You've been watching too much Tiger thing, haven't you?
2: <laughs> How gay
3: are you? The whole world watches that stupid show.
1: I know. I unfortunately I unfortunately watched it, and I'm never going to forget myself for it. But, <laughs> but what would your true answer for that be? Like,
3: Well, I think that the obvious question is I think it's all a percentage. It's not like you're 100% straight or 100% gay if you like to look it females or males and then you know it's all just a percentage we're all the same and just different percentages
1: okay are you are saying sexuality gay, is
3: fluid 10 so, gay some people are 100 gay
1: so dennis is if asking you watch
3: tiger thing you're a little bit gay <laughs> so <laughs> if that, i jack off to joe
1: exotic i might be a little queer so dennis says if he jacks off to joe exotic he might be a little queer
2: <laughs> it could be yeah <laughs>
3: So
1: he so, might need
2: some mental help. I, I might suck a, a guy's dick who has a mullet and a <laughs> oh, oh, no,
1: you didn't lose me. You just, <laughs> okay. you, you just can't hear Dennis. Dennis says he okay. <laughs> but so, so what you're really saying is we're all we all have a certain percentage of gay in Absolutely.
3: Us. I believe and, that 100%.
1: And I guess depending on the size of penis that we like to see in porn, that goes <laughs> up or that maybe our gayness goes up or down depending on that penis size. Correct. Okay, that makes sense to me, Dennis. Does that make sense to you?
2: That's a hundred percent. I would definitely agree Dennis with says, that fluidity.
1: Dennis says a hundred percent. He thinks that is very uh, fluid. He think he <laughs> thinks thinks you are correct. All right, Dad. How are you doing in this uh, coronavirus world?
3: Oh, it's been dandy. You know, just it's dandy. been rough, huh? Yeah, Has he been I mean, a you been hiking? Have you been crazy out there right now? You've been going uh, not much. No, I haven't been doing much hiking, but I plan on doing it.
1: So I know that you've been uh, continuing to work. You do the Uber, but you've been doing um, Uber Eats now, right?
3: Yeah, correct. Uh, DoorDash too. Do, do you do so any? DoorDash is a little safer. I do a lot, a lot more. So you're, are but... you still giving people rides? Every now and then, yes. And I wear a mask, and I. Lysol my car after every ride and, uh, you know, I still put myself at risk a little bit, but so I get scared.
1: I get scared going to the grocery store. We were just talking about this, but that's got to be scary to go into your car every day, knowing that like, you know, you're putting yourself, like, do you have anxiety? Has your anxiety risen?
3: A little bit. Um, not tons, but yeah, there is a little, as time goes on, the anxiety gets a little higher. Yeah. That's how I feel. uh, when, I, when this first thing came down when I was in Hawaii a month ago, I hardly thought about it. Just thought, oh, it'll pass, but I don't think it will. <laughs> I think the worst is about to come. But with what we're doing now, hopefully we can slow it down enough that uh, it doesn't spread much before the warm summer comes in. And maybe yeah. they can come up with a you know some, some kind some of cure solution. or yeah. some kind of uh, solution that they can do that would be better but I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm, i got hope i think humanity will pull through i think in the long run we just stop watching news and just look at the humanity for the goodness that we have and there's a lot of goodness more goodness than bad We just tr- focus on the bad
1: it's very true here Dennis says here here so yeah so, I think like a lot of people had this same thing, and I had the same thing too when this first started. I remember telling Brandon like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna go to the gym and no one's gonna be there. like I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't take it very seriously at all and I, and I, and it felt like we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. And then I feel like it's kind of like grieving in a weird way where you're kind of like in denial at first. and then as it slowly moves more forward, it's it's it really like has an impact in it and it kind of make, makes you a little bit. It, you can feel it like every week kind of just getting a little bit crazier and crazier. And, and I, and it feels like grieving in a weird way to me.
3: <laughs> it, it does. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens. And uh, one thing I have noticed is there's no pollution in the air. Yeah, we were I just think talking this might be that. earth's warning of just saying, Hey, you're not taking good care of me. And I really don't need you on this planet and I can get rid of you <laughs> if, if I have to,
1: you know, so,
3: that's shake, not, shake them off like fleas.
1: That's not much crazier than some of the other conspiracies people are oh yeah that's not much i I believe i tend to believe in that one more than what some of the other people are saying this is coming from so
3: yep exactly all right dad well well,
1: as always thank you for your wisdom and well i
3: appreciate you yeah you know anytime
1: we'll be calling you next show and we'll have uh we'll have a better question than that tiger king question for you next time all right dad see you later love you
3: love you too Bye bye. Bye, Dennis. Bye. Bye, Papa Richard.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that's too bad that he couldn't hear you. We'll have to figure that out for next time. But anyway, that's actually, you know, that's not a bad answer either. A percentage. So, like. You know, what, how much of a percent are you, if you like a seven inch penis in your porn? It
2: probably is number coordinated, right? So like for every every inch inch of a cock, you you get a little little more gay.
1: Every inch is 5% gay or 10%. And every shade
2: darker gets you a little gay too. You know, like (laughs) you start at full white cock and the, the darker it gets the like, like. You know Wesley Snipes, Blackcock. You uh, you get a little queer What too. is this? What are you telling us about yourself?
1: Dan? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> as you look at a darker man, you you you
2: feel a little more gay I yourself. Get a little more aroused. <laughs> what you know? I like I like melanin. And, you know, I like a be girthy and dark. Are we still uh, recording?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be the one editing this too, so that's going to stay yeah, yeah. in.
2: <laughs> There's no edits in my world. It's all free. I would so like we're good. I would
1: like to get to a point where we we can say we don't edit the show at all. And actually this show's going to need very little editing other than that first part when you were like, "Can you hear me?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> leave it in. It's wrong. All right, baby, we back should, to the maybe we it. I'll see
1: how how bad it really is, and maybe I'm just gonna post this up right after we record it. Right now,
2: <laughs> I like it. Like, let's get it out to the people. We our, yeah. our message must be heard.
1: Never going to edit. Maybe that's our that's our mission for this show. Yeah.
2: No edits, no, no remorse, no rewind, yeah, no redo. This is
1: Corona world. Like that, everything's going back. Like this is chaos, and you're gonna have New to. New
2: world. We gotta live fast and die young. You know, <laughs> leave a pretty corpse.
1: Well, in that note. Uh, Rabble, Rabble, Rabble is a production of Pod Cauldron. If you like Pod Cauldron. If you like this show, check out some other great podcasts on the Pod Cauldron Network Cards and Cubes, a show about board games that you didn't grow up playing. And I will not ask you who hosts that. (laughs) And Bub Club, which is a horror movie podcast. So, yeah, definitely go check those out. Pod Cauldron. You know, this is going to be a revolution, right? You feel, like you're part Absolutely. Of a re- you feel like you're part of a revolution?
2: I'm- I feel like I'm a Bernie bro. I'm a pod cauldron bro.
1: <laughs> pod. What's the name for the pod cauldron groupies going to be?
2: Potties. Potties? Squ- yeah, potties.
1: You're going to say squatty potties?
2: <laughs> I was going to say squatty potties. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how we like to gather. We like squat down, you know? <laughs> we squat and, all, all and our- we pot. We squat it, we pod cauldron, you know? We squat, we squat around the cauldron and potty, <laughs> <true>. you know?
1: <laughs> All right, on that note, let's have uh, UK Graham take us out here. Take
2: us out.
0: <laughs> you have learned something today. Lord Jesus knows, I certainly have. I feel a warmth in my stones and my groin area that I haven't felt in ages. I feel like making the world a better place. The next time I see a bum on the street, I'm going to give him my pocket change instead of throwing my milkshake at him.